Steve Delensky's in our studio. You know him, the 13-time James Beard Award-winning food reporter. He's the food guy at NBC5 and the author and founder of Pizza City USA, the book and tours. SteveDelinsky.com is his website. He's also the host of the Pizza City Fest. We'll tell you about that. The author of The Ultimate Chicago Pizza Guide on this National Pizza Day. Welcome to the studio. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Happy Pizza Day to you. Describe your sweater. <laughs> it's a beautiful sweater my wife gave me, um, the blue color, uh, but then the center has this beautiful etched stitch of a slice of pizza, and it's pepperoni. With the cheese sort of dripping yes. off, oozing. <laughs> that must be a deep dish uh, sweater uh, you've got on. This It could be deep or it could be just a thin, I think. Yeah, there's no you can't see the side of it, so you can't tell how high it is. Is pizza really a uniquely Chicago experience? Is it really different here? Does it really have its roots here? Talk about that. Well, the roots are definitely East Coast. I mean, you could argue for sure cities like New Haven, where there was a shipping industry and the Neapolitan settled there and created their, their coal-fired style of pizza, which is fantastic. And then, of course, New York has the earliest recorded pizzerias, 1890s. But Chicago is a very unique pizza town. It has a long history, not as long as New York, probably 1920s, 1930s. Um, Taylor Street was where it would put have started. Uh, but I think the thing that makes this city unique in terms of pizza is our deep bench. And as I did this research for the first and second book, I realized there's more than deep and stuffed and tavern style. Those are really the three Chicago styles. Um, in the last 10 years, we've seen Sicilian and Roman and Detroit, Detroit. and Neapolitan and you know, artisan style pizzas with long fermentation. We have more styles in other cities, which I think, you know, we embrace pizza here. When Bonchi from Rome decided to open up their first U.S. branch of their Roman Altaglia, which means by the cut style of pizza, they picked Chicago because they said Chicagoans love to eat. And so we don't discriminate. You know, if you can give us good pizza, we're not going to say, you know, I'm not going to eat that because it's not deep dish. We're going to say, you know, hey, that's delicious. I'm, I'm happy to try it. Deep Dish, though, is our signature brand. Well, it's our signature brand outside of Chicago. Ask anybody. I mean, we'd give tours all year long. You know, we, we always ask our guests, you know, what do you think of when you think of Chicago-style pizza? And they just instinctively say deep dish. Now, a lot of them don't realize or they're thinking in their mind, maybe it's a stuffed pie and they're calling it deep dish. Stuffed is a subcategory of deep. It's made in a deep pan, but it has a second layer of dough across the top that's topped with sauce. That's the Giordano's, the Superosa's, the Angelo's styles. Deep dish is a little bit different than that. So that's what we're known for. But I would argue that when you say Chicago style, you're talking Chicago thin, a.k.a tavern style, a.k.a. bar pie, the square cut, thin and crispy, the, the home run ins that we just had delivered to you here, the Pat's Pizza, the Vito and Nick's in the Southwest Side. That's Chicago style pizza. And that's, that's been the, around since, and that's the tavern style. That's tavern style. It's been around since Prohibition. Okay, so really, then the thin crust pizza, the tavern style, which is different than thin crust, but the very thinnest of crust, that's the first Chicago embrace of pizza. Def, well... The first, the first embrace in Chicago would be a coal-fired, almost like a Neapolitan high-heat bake, because that's what they had technology-wise, right? But then when the gas ovens came along in the, I mean, the 40s, the, the cooks were able to dial the temperature down a little bit and have more control, so you could bake a pizza at like 500 degrees or 450 instead of 900. That allowed you to bake a little bit longer. You could put your raw sausage on the pizza. It would cook through. You couldn't do that on a Neapolitan pizza that bakes in 90 seconds, right? So that's the, the Neapolitan, the wood-fired, the coal-fired, that's the original styles we had here in the 20s and 30s, probably. 
But then in the four, 30s and 40s, we see gas ovens, we see the tavern-style pizza coming along. And it really was, and I'd heard this from the president from Home Run In, he said they used to have popcorn in the bar because it was salty, and you'd want to get people something salty, so they'd order more beers because they make their money on the on the booze. But then eventually that came became pizza, and they would make these thin pizzas in the little tiny kitchens, and they would pass them around the bar, cut them into little squares, because you could put a square on a cocktail napkin. You don't need a whole plate for that, right? You have a square or two with your beers, and then you go home and have dinner with your family. So it was always intended to be a snack, and, and that's really what took off, not just in Chicago, but in the Midwest. I mean, I'm from Minnesota. I went to school in Wisconsin. I certainly had tavern-style thin pizzas in the Midwest, in Michigan as well. I spent a lot of time in Minnesota. It was eight years in Minneapolis. They think they know pizza, and they look down their nose at Chicago pizza. <laughs> yeah. And I think not only are they wrong, I think they're snobs about it. A little, yeah, a little bit. There's a great pizza maker there, though, Ann Kim. She was featured on a Chef's Table pizza recently. They did a six-episode series of Chef's Table, and she's got a place called Pizzeria Lola, uh, which is incredible. I mean, more artisan, sort of Neapolitan. But, yes, generally, I mean, I grew up on Shakey's, which is a, a, <laughs> a California chain. I thought that was delicious. Yeah, it was I great. Mean, I was 12, but, I mean, uh, what do I know? I thought it was good pizza. With the side of live Dixie music. Frankly, I don't even think I've, yeah, no kidding. I don't think I've ever had a, a pizza that I didn't like. What's not to like? That's what most people will say, right? You know, there's no bad pizza. Um, if you do, if you eat 186 pizzas like I did for the first book, you come across some not so great pizzas. I mean, it, it, to me, it's usually a, an issue of, of cooking time or ratio or crust. Steve Delinsky is in our studio. I want you to uh, know a little bit about an event that he's hosting tonight where you can get some free pizzas today. It's National Pizza Day, and this is certainly a Chicago conversation. Um, what else was I just going to mention about that? Oh, fun fact about Steve Delinsky. Uh, he never wants or eats or orders pizza delivered yeah it's uh, not fair to the pizzeria the pizza travels well in a box you don't think so i i would love you to prove me wrong but i don't think it does travel well it, when you put a pizza directly on cardboard yeah. and you let it sit in your car for more than six or seven minutes it's going to steam and when you're steaming that bottom crust you're getting it a little bit soft and soggy and pliable and i want that Chicago Thin should be crisp. It should be like a saltine cracker I mean, in its perfect form, right? Even this home run in, you know, God bless them for bringing you a pizza it's today. Delicious. It's delicious because you're, you're enjoying the raw bulk Italian sausage with fat and fennel, and you're enjoying the beautiful sauce and the cheese, but the crust experience is not where it should be for me. I, will, I want a pizza right there, right out of the oven. Okay, so we'll pause here, come back and answer this question. I don't know if it's fair to ask you who has the best pizza in Chicago. You can't ask me that. I won't, but I will ask you as to the best pizza sauce. Um, also, just give me some of the uh, Pizza Wars stories, because those <laughs> yeah. are legend. And since you've got the OGs, as you said, of pizza in Chicago at your event at 5 o'clock tonight, tell me what that was all about. On the Wintrust Business Lunch a couple weeks ago, we uh, talked about this pop-up store at the John Hancock Building that features things, food from around Chicago. Maybe somebody who's doing it on the south or southwest side doesn't have the exposure in some of the northern neighborhoods or downtown, so they have this sort of pop-up over there, and one of them is about pizza, Right? It's a pizza place. Yes, well, for sure today, but uh, even going on for the next few weeks, they've got a lot of pizza exhibits there. There's an art exhibit. There's a caricature person there. But uh, the cool thing is that you can get 
some of these small producers from around the city, as you mentioned. Um, Here, Here Market is a cool local female-owned business. They're going to have uh, my pizza pack there today. There's a farmer's fridge. I mean, really, Chicago is really a food incubator. It's that kind of a city. You know, there's a lot of investment here that goes into food development. And um, I think we're like the number one city for pizza ingredients that are produced, which is kind of interesting. <laughs> there's a whole, we talk about this on our tours, there's a whole ecosystem here of, of pizza culture with the pans. You know, like whenever Lou Malnati's opens another location, they have to seed it with uh, pre-existing used pans. And so these pans have just lived on for the last 50 years. What do you mean they have to seed it with pre they don't want to they don't want to use brand new stainless steel pans they want to have something that's with some seasoning on it like a wok that has wow. a seasoning right that's built up a little bit of uh, the cast iron so they will um seed it with new with old pans that have already been seasoned and cooked for many many years sounds like these sort of barrels that wine or whiskey are aged exactly in. Exactly. But the pans, the pans. Need to be seasoned. Yeah. So uh, just quickly talk about the Malnati's phenomenon because that's the, I think, quintessential. Well, uh, when you think of deep dish pizza in Chicago, you think of Gino's or. Pizzeria Uno or Malnati's, right? Yeah. That, yeah. It, it loses a long story. I mean, I, I won't bore you with it, but it is a long story. Anyway, Pizzeria Uno and Due, by the way, have been owned by a Boston-based company for many, for decades. Nothing to do with Chicago anymore. Um, they were sold by Ike Sewell, who was the owner. Um, he got it uh, in a deal because he put his wife, Florence, on the deed to the business uh, that Rick Ricardo had owned called the Pizzeria. Uh, in the 19, 1943, they actually opened it called the Pizzeria. Um, Ricardo passed away suddenly in 54 of a heart attack. And when that happened, and the reason he got to put his wife's name on the deed to the business was because he was selling him liquor. Uh, he worked for Fleischmann's Liquor, like Sewell did. And he made him a deal. He said, I'll sell you liquor because it was during the war and it was hard to get liquor. I will sell you the liquor if you put my wife on the deed of the business. Well, that came back to bite Ricardo's family. And so the business reverted to Ike Sewell and his wife in 1954. They opened up Douay a year later, doing this deep pan or deep dish pizza. Meanwhile, Lou Malnati and his father, Adolfo Malnati, were running the business. They were the day-to-day guys. And eventually, in the 60s, Lou went to Ike Sewell and asked for ownership, asked for equity. He turned him down. He ended up selling it later to this uh, franchisee from Boston. Lou Malnati quits. He opens up about a year later in Lincolnwood, his Lou Malnati's Pizzeria up on Lincoln Avenue. Yeah. The rest is sort of history, right? I mean, that's based kind of on his experience managing and running Uno's and Due's. But um, in many ways, Lou Malnati could have been the owner of Uno's and Due's. It would have been a very different experience in Chicago. I mean, we wouldn't have had Lou Malnati's. Who has the best pizza sauce in the city? I, you know, I don't do bests of anything. I, I think there are great sauces everywhere, and not have to be like a political answer. Um, I will say the great sauces tend to come from Stanislaus Tomatoes. Stanislaus is a very well-respected uh, California brand, and a lot of guys use the 7-Elevens or the Alta Cucinas, uh, these Roma tomatoes that are beautiful and fresh and bursting with acidity and, and lots of flavor. And you don't need to season them that much. Maybe a little salt, a little bit of basil. That's about it. So when I've seen good pizza, I typically look for the cans in the back in the kitchen because they're all stacked up usually. And Stanislaus is usually the brand that is is consistent. So you've got, who's at your 5 o'clock talk today? Oh, today, the OGs, yeah. So I'm going to have uh, Rich Aronson whose father, Larry Aronson, still alive, uh, founded My Pie Pizza uh, five months after Lou Malnati opened up his namesake in Lincolnwood. This was up on the uh, campus of Loyola on the North Shore. I'm going to have Dan Costello from Home Run In Pizza. Um, he's also part of the Gritani family that started Home Run In. I've got Dave Howie from Nancy's Pizza. He was working under the tutelage of Rocco Palese, the founder of Nancy's Pizza in 
1971, and then Rose Baracko George from the legendary Vito and Nicks in the Southwest Side. That's really one of the best uh, tavern style classics. So to have these, you know, these OGs in the same room is pretty cool. Well, I remember when I had my first Nancy's, and I thought, "This is it. This is good pizza." I, I fell in love with that. For right the stuffed away. or the th- uh, thin? Uh, not the thin. Yeah, the stuffed. They're known yeah. for so you know that was a place called Guys on the Northwest Side, and then in '71, when all these guys were opening like uh, Pequods and Lou Malnati's and My Pie, Rocco's friends were saying, "Hey, Rocco, you should do a deep dish too instead of the thin that you're doing here at Guys." And he's like, "I want to do something different." And he thought back in Italy, they were doing a pizza rustica, an Easter pie that was stuffed with salami, eggs, cheese, whatever. He said, let's just do shredded mozzarella and sausage or pepperoni or whatever, and then we'll cover it with a second layer of dough and put the sauce on top. Thus, stuffed is born in 71. What's the place in Lincoln Square there's always a line? It's a nondescript little storefront, and there's usually a line of people that are standing out, and I think it's a stuffed pizza there. It's like a, it's almost like a calzone or something. It's a wrapped around piece of dough. You're making a face like I'm I not making any sense. No, like Montrose and Lincoln oh, area? Or Lincoln Park, rather. I oh, Lincoln, Lincoln Park, like Rinaldi's? No. Grinder, the oven oh, grinder? Oh, pizza and oven grinder, yes. I get this question a lot on our tours. What do you think of Chicago pizza and oven grinder? Um, you know, I give them a lot of credit for being in business this long, and I certainly respect the history in that and that block, but I'm not a fan of that pizza because I don't think it's technically pizza. I would call it, well, I just, I think it's melted cheese in a bread bowl, which is my experience. I don't think it's, it's real pizza as, as you define pizza. So I, I, I take your point. Hey, John Williams, St. Louis has the worst pizza ever. Three, one, two, Detroit style pizza is the best. What's the, to me, Detroit-style pizza is just the way you cut it. How no, is Detroit pizza no, no, different? No, 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 no. Detroit-style, very different. Detroit is based on a Sicilian pizza, a rectangular pan, done in a pan, by the way. Right. Um, you could argue that they may have gotten the idea of deep pan pizza from us because they started in 46, three years after the pizzeria here in 43, doing their deep dish. Anyway, 46, a place called Buddy's in Hamtramck. Sicilian cooks back in the kitchen, they put dough into these big, deep, rectangular pans that were left over from the auto industry, and they would cover them with brick cheese from Wisconsin, a little higher fat cheese, and they'd push it into the nooks and crannies in the corners. They realized as it baked, it would uh, the, the dough creeps in and the sauce comes down the side. It gets really caramelized and burnt. They call that a frico. And then on the top, just a little bit of sauce draped across the top. The, th- the middle is very light like a focaccia. The outside is very crisp, and so is the bottom. It's a really delicious Sicilian pizza, as opposed to the Emos from St. Louis, which your guest is referring to, which I'm also not a fan of. Um, cardboard crust, thin and crispy, but um, not a lot of flavor in that in that crust. Among the texts, the best pizza ever is Bad Johnny's at the Long Room, Irving Park in Ashland. Mm. 214, yes, deep dish stuffed pizza is tourist pizza. <laughs> Maybe it is, but well, I always see people walking down Michigan Avenue in the summertime with a box, box. from a place that starts with a G, and, you know, and like you can't eat more than a slice. It's a lot of pizza. So I don't like that pizza cold either. I mean, you can you can enjoy thin pizza cold. Stuffed is trickier. I think Gina's pizza is good, though. Yeah. The one downtown. Yeah. Well, there's Giordano's and Gino's. You're right. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking of Gino's, Gino's East. Yeah, Gino's, Gino's East. East. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Were you talking Gino's East or Giordano's? I think Giordano's. It's, uh. it's, it's, it's heavy. Deep dish pizza, John, created by a Texan, Ike Sewell, who opened up Uno. Yep. Well, you just told us that story. Yeah. Well, he, well I, again, he's from Texas. He played for the University of Texas football team. Big guy. Worked for Fleischmann's Liquors again. Rick Ricardo, though, lived above the, the bar and restaurant. He's the one who really opened it with Ike's assistance. 
Okay, but, so but let me let me get this straight. One thing really important to say: there is a plaque in front of Uno's that says, "This is where Ike Sewell created Deep Dish in 1943." Not true. Where is the for who who has the true rights to deep dish pizza in Chicago? I would say Rick Ricardo, with the help of probably Adolfo Malnati, Lou's dad, who was the manager back then, they were collaborating and working back in the kitchen in 42-43. So is that is that then Malnati's? Is yes. The, Father Ad- of the home of the Ad- deep dish pizza, Adolfo Malnati, who went he went by um, uh, Rudy was his nickname, and so this is also interesting, by the way. So Adolfo got remarried and had uh, another boy named Rudy Jr. and Rudy Jr. opened up uh, Paisano's Pizza in '91, twenty years after his half brother Lou opened up <laughs> Lou Malnati's. So I mean, it's really there's a lot of this culture, and you talk about the fights in Chicago. You know, there's the Giordano's versus Nancy's. Right. There's the Vito and Nick's versus Baracos. There's the intra-family fighting at Barnaby's up on the North Shore, which has like three different websites. I mean, it's very strange how people, you know, pizza just creates so much tension sometimes when it comes to business. It's because it's important to the people in the city, as well as the families that are in the business. The Chicago Food Stop at 875 North Michigan Avenue. That's 875 North Michigan Avenue. It's the Hancock Building. You're going to be speaking there at 5 o'clock with some of these greats of Chicago pizza. And remember, too, um, They're going to pizza there, too, at 6 o'clock, I think, afterward. uh, Yeah. In fact, uh, from noon to 1 today, be the first 500 attendees to receive a free individual-sized home run and pizza, one of the uh, oldest family-owned brands in the city. Uh, What a pleasure, Steve. Uh, We should do this more often. Thanks for coming in today. My pleasure. Happy Happy to be here. And arranging for some pizza to be delivered. Incidentally, hey, John Williams, the best thing about Chicago is that it has all styles of pizza. I can eat something different every time. I agree. It's interesting, though. Steve Delinsky is so expert about the subject of pizza that... The pizza that you and I would eat happily, he goes, yeah, not so much. He did say this off the air, and I think it's probably smart for somebody whose business is eating pizza, food, and then writing and talking about it. He says, I'm not going to take in the calories that I'm not going to enjoy. So he professionally gets to or needs to be a little particular about it. He loves pizza. But like this um, pizza that came in today is delicious. It's a really good home run in pizza. Oh, yeah, I just had a... But the crust wasn't just right for him. Hmm. And he said, well, since the crust isn't just right, I'm not going to eat it. If I'm going to eat pizza and take in the calories, I want it to be just right. Yeah, that's why Steve Delinsky is both a food critic and slender. I said, how did you do that? He says he does power yoga five, four or five days a week. Like in the morning, he does a really sweaty hard... He, for a food guy, a pizza guy, he is trim and handsome. I mean, he looks terrific.